0: The prospect lists are out and they vary wildly. We're going to get into what they say about some of the A's top prospects today on Locked on A's. You are locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 534 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we're talking about prospect lists, and then, uh, that's for a couple of segments, and then we're going to talk about the start of A's games in spring training. Lots to get excited about on today's episode, but uh, we're doing prospect lists for the first two, epi- or first two segments of today's episode. But before we get into anything, Thank you so much for making Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where people like to leave just sterling, nice comments. Uh, Big shout out to Jerry today. He had some very kind words about the podcast uh, as of uh, yesterday's episode. So thank you to Jerry. Uh, Shout out to Jerry for his nice comments and if you want to get shouted out on the podcast, all you gotta do is leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube and also subscribe to the channel that helps uh, and leave us a little, little thumbs up. If you've already subscribed to the channel, make sure to leave a comment down below cause that is, is what is helping the podcast grow. Uh, we were number one in Argentina, not that long ago. And, uh, I, I don't know how or why, but thanks everybody. Uh, hi Argentina. Uh, so, We're doing great. We're trying to just reach a little bit bigger audience and educate people on, uh, you know, what's actually going on with the A's because they are, in fact, going to be a somewhat exciting team in 2023. I don't think they're going to be close to losing 100 games. This coming season, I think they're going to be a little bit better. Maybe a 70-win team. Ho, 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 ho! Nobody has that except for Fangraphs. Anyways, uh, let's get into today's episode real quick. And uh, we're going to be talking about Tyler Soderstrom in the first segment here because uh, he's unanimously the A's top prospect according to all three of the the places that I pay attention to, uh, baseball or Baseball America does good work. I just don't subscribe to them. Sorry, um, and their stuff is very blocked behind paywalls, so uh, I don't know what they say. I assume that they have him ranked in the top one hundred, but I, I don't know because I don't I, I don't have Baseball America money. So sorry, but uh, FanGraphs they're free. I I do have FanGraphs money. <laughs> I I will admit uh, they have him ranked number thirty among the top one hundred. I believe. 8 12 however they they went above 100 prospects in on their list but Tyler, Tyler Soderstrom is number 30 on their list MLB has him at 39 and the athletic or you know Keith Law uh has him at number 60 that's uh that's a big drop <laughs> that's also 25 spot drop from where he was on Keith Law's list last year and he had a he had a good season in 2022 I'm very confused here's his stat line from 2022 that dropped him 25 spots, according to Keith Law. Uh, 267 batting average, 324 on base, 29 home runs, 105 RBI as a 20-year-old. Not good enough for Keith Law. So uh, that was interesting, I thought. But Fangraphs had a a glowing review, I thought. And uh, they brought up some very interesting information in their write-up on Tyler Soderstrom, And that's kind of why we waited, because they usually have some some good tidbits. It's not like, oh, look, he has a fast twitch, and he's good at, you know, bat speed. It's like, hey, no, here's some, some stats, and I like stats. And so Fangraphs, thank you so much for all the work you do. That's why I subscribe. Um, but fa- from Fangraphs, quote, More than 51% of his contact hums off the bat at 95 miles an hour or higher that's a hard hit ball. 50% of the time that it makes contact, it's a hard hit ball in, in the major. That's great. Uh, and 21.1% of that is hit at a launch angle within the sweet spot range for power production. I believe that they're alluding to that being a barrel as well. Um, so if you're into StatCast, that he's got hard hit and barrels. Um, and that is that is his profile, is a barrel monster. I love it. Um, only, only 10 players in baseball had a hard hit rate of 51% or higher. And uh, there's some pretty good names on this list. There's some other guys that are like platoon options, which is why they're platoon options. But there's some other guys that are really good. Aaron Judge, he, uh, he had a... Uh, he had a lot of home runs last year. 62, I believe. So yeah, he was number one on the list. He was he was really good. Uh Jordan Alvarez, number two. JD Davis, he's one of those platoon options. I believe he's on the Giants still. Former Met now on the Giants, I think. Um, so he's he's still there. Kyle Schwarber, Teoscar Hernandez, John Carlos Stanton, Jack Peterson, another giant who is a platoon guy who does well at this thing. Uh Jose Abreu, now with houston so that'll be fun uh our, our beloved matt chapman he he figured it out you guys he did really good last year and also one michael trout uh mike trout just made the list at 51 percent even so and uh i think matt Olson was right below them at like 50.8 or 50.9 he was right there but uh yeah some, some some former a's and uh also mike trout right right there rounding out the top 10 it's a good list to be on, you guys. I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying that he's gonna hit, you know, at that same clip in the majors because there's a big difference between doing it largely in high A and double A. He had eight games in, in triple A, so a lot of the stats that I that I named those are from high A Lansing, double A Midland, and uh, who who knows what he's gonna be doing once he gets to the big leagues. But if he's doing something close to that, he's a top ten bat according to hard hit percentage and that's something to get very excited about i think um it's a list that's a good list you guys uh mlb says quotes he can make consistent hard contact to all fields and his combination of strength and bat speed point to the kind of power and run production consistent with his 2022 output again just real quick his 2022 output it's a good stat line take that any day of the week from a 20 year old he's gonna be 21 now he's gonna hit like a thousand bombs i don't know um he had a 267 batting average 324 on base 29 home runs 105 runs batted in that's he almost had a 30 home run 100 rbi season as a 20 year old that i cannot stress that enough that's really really good um and this is why uh keith law he's good at what he does and I, I, I like poking fun because he does a good job. I, I will say he does a good job. He just seems to be down on the A's a lot. And so I'm like, ah, sure, Keedlaw, Law, whatever. Um, he, he's, he's a bummer sometimes. And this write-up was kind of a bummer. He spent at least a quarter of it saying how Tyler Soderstrom is not a catcher. And nobody should think that he's a catcher. And uh, the A's, in fact, uh, did not play him at catcher the majority of the time last year. So I thought that that was a moot point. It seems as though they had moved him away from catcher just a little bit. And, uh, but Keith Law, regardless, (laughs) wanted to make sure we know he is not a catcher. And uh, obviously he's not gonna be supplanting Shea Langoliers, so I don't think the A's think he's a catcher either, Keith. Anyways, I thought that that was interesting. Um, Everybody agrees that Tyler Soderstrom can rake, and whatever field he's on, he's going to rake I'm very excited to see how he develops. He's also, he only played, uh, what, 36 games in Midland last year. I, I'm i intrigued to see if they give him like a little taste of Midland again in the first month of the season. I don't expect them to, but who knows what the A's are thinking these days. Uh, I expect him to start in AAA. And if he starts in AAA, I assume that around the trade deadline, He's going to be having a, a, a one-way ticket to Oakland and he's going to be here for a while and he's going to be really, really good. I'm very excited about Tyler Stodestrom and you should be too. He's going to be playing games for the A's as a non-roster invitee in just a, like 12 hours. No, not 12 hours. Uh, like 16 hours, whatever it is. Um, in just a few hours, he's going to be playing spring training games. I don't know if he's in the light up on Saturday, but he's going to be playing games. Go watch him play. Go see that hard hit rate in action. I'm very excited. But uh, there's other guys that we should be excited about. We're going to talk about them here in just one second. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's a lot of moolah you guys uh that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three pointers drained uh there's a there's a fun thing that if the uh the a's win 80 games they're at plus 3,000 to win 80 games this season can they do it i don't know I think that, that would, they, a lot would have to go right, and some trades might not need to happen, but 80 games for three, it's really good, you guys. Put $100 down, win $3,000. What? Why not? Why not? Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, so don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel. Dot com slash locked on uh, to learn a little bit more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us <laughs> on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Uh, And the the URL, I think that that's important for you guys to know. It's si, as in sportsillustrated.com, slash MLB, slash athletics. That is uh, what you got to type in, because if you type in Inside the A's, it's not going to load. So uh, I would suggest, personally, following Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter because that's the one way to make sure that you get those articles cuz they're great. Also, uh yesterday uh, on the show I talked about Christian Pache, had some thoughts about him, and then I I stewed on those a little bit more and I had some more thoughts about Christian Pache and the A's outfield situation and why I don't think JJ Blade is necessarily the, the the main deterrent for Christian Pache making the roster uh in 2023. And also, I came up with a way to get Christian Pache on the roster as a platoon option, which I briefly mentioned, but I put some stats to it over at Inside the A's. <laughs> so go check out si.com slash MLB slash athletics, because I am very happy with how this article came out. And I think I made a very, very good uh, point or a very, very good case to keep Christian Pache in the organization. So uh, check that out. It'll be in the show notes for you guys if you're listening to this uh, on the Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever. In one of those feeds, in the auditory feeds, uh, there'll be a link over there for you guys. Uh, But let's keep on rolling with the prospect rankings. And number two, the A's number two prospect is going to be Ken Waldachek, who MLB has ranked at number 76 and Fangrass has at number 86. Still comparable, comparable. They're not throwing him down a flight of stairs like, I don't know, Keith Law. Uh, Keith Law said he's not a catcher. He, they did, he didn't. He's not ranked on Keith Law's list. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, I talked about Ken Walterchuk uh, at length just a couple of episodes ago. There's a picture of him on YouTube. It's... Uh, yeah, no. There's a picture of him on YouTube. I was like, is there another one that has his picture? No. Um, and I talked about how he's trying to add velocity to his slider and why that is important. Uh, so... Go listen to that episode. That's a lot of good Ken Waldecheck stuff uh, that I think that you guys will find interesting. But um, in, in terms of what the prospect list said, uh, both outlets projected him to be a mid-rotation starter. And that's good. They also say that, that his deception helps him get a lot of, uh, you know, swings and misses in and out of the zone. That's good. Um, so, you know, no, no other A's were ranked by Keith Law because none of them uh, are playing catcher i guess i don't know uh daniel susac oh man wait next year keith law's gonna have him number one because he is a catcher he is a catcher but uh there's one more guy man that, that that just those two guys Soderstrom and walter checker those are the only two guys that were ranked by two two outlets but one outlet FanGraphs. this is why i like them uh they they gave some love to friend of the podcast mason miller at number ninety-eight, and uh, he's got some stuff. He's 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 got some stuff. I'm very intrigued. Uh, they also had said that uh, they they had a little uh, bar graph where it's like, oh, here are the odds that he will be a bust or be a, you know a, a forty value player or a forty-five or a fifty or a sixty. And I think that like the bust was at like fifty percent, so still fairly high. I and you, you gotta you know include that here, but. He did only pitch like 14 innings in the minors last year before going to, uh, Arizona for the fall league So, uh, there's that but also there's been some chatter that after his Arizona fall league performance That he would be an A's top 10 prospect on like MLB uh, pipeline and some other uh, sites like that But fangraphs were like no, no, he's the number three prospect in that system and he's a top 100 prospect love it fangraphs. I Love it. Um, So this is from them. Quote, he blew triple digits at the top of the zone, passed hitters at every stop with his fastball averaging 99 miles an hour at AAA. He only pitched a few innings there, but but that's beside the point. Small samples, I don't care. He can do it forever. Um, Miller pairs the hitter with a... Sorry. Continuing the quote, I guess. Uh, Miller pairs the hitter with a sharp mid-80s slider and locates both consistently. Good for a combined 50% strikeout rate while while issuing just three walks across 14 innings pitched in 2022. He's a beast, you guys. He is an absolute beast. In the Arizona Fall League, he had 16 and two-thirds innings pitched, I believe. Uh, Lots of strikeouts. And I believe that his whip was 0.78? I want to say it was low. He's a starting pitcher with a very low whip. I am so... If he can stay healthy, sky's the limit. I love Mason Miller. He's great. Um, I also had to do some research on this one because that that fastball velocity, 99 mile an hour average in AAA. Who else does that? Who else? Nine pitchers in the big leagues average 99 miles an hour or more on their fastball. None of them were starting pitchers. Two guys that are starting pitchers just, like, literally just missed the list. Um, That is Jacob deGrob and Hunter Green, a a prospect for the Reds. Um, He, they they both threw 98.9. So, I mean, they they were like right there. But Mason Miller is like one of the top, I don't know, 12 guys in velocity. And he can also locate it. And I, I think he could be really good. If he can stay healthy, he can be really good. And that's going to be what we all have to pay attention to. Um, You know, include him in your prayers. I don't know. (laughs) Make sure Mason Miller stays healthy, because if he does, maybe he's like Rich Harden 2.0. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, man, I hope that... uh, I mean, like, in a good way. Like, it's another chance for Rich Harden, uh, not the Rich Harden that we saw who dealt with injuries. And that that was unfortunate. Uh, Whenever you see one of those things on Twitter, it's like, oh, who... which. Whose career would you want to see if they were healthy the whole time? And my answer is always Rich Harden, because that guy was amazing. I loved watching Rich Harden throw baseballs. He was so much fun. I still believe I have one of his jerseys, um, because I can't give things away like that. Um, I also have a Ryan Sweeney. Yeah, I got got some some keepers in there, some gems in the closet. They may have holes in them now. I don't know. I haven't worn them in so long, but... Maybe I'll have to bust one of those out of an ace game this year. But uh, anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the start of spring training games. So stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked on A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We are trying to hit 1,000 subs by opening day. We are like 140 short right now, and we could use your help. So if you found this uh, through the algorithm, uh, hi, welcome, how's it going? Uh, also, hit subscribe and uh, you know, tell a friend, why not? <laughs> and if you could if you're already subscribed leave us a comment down below it helps the podcast grow because of youtube's algorithm it's like hey this guy likes or this person likes uh th- this show maybe they'll like this other show and uh that that is how we grow so do that please um if you don't know what to write uh, give me an a's win total projection down below um i mean fan graphs or sorry uh fan duel everything starts with fan Um, FanDuel has them projected the over-under at 59 and a half. And I think that that is ridiculously low. So are you buying the over or the under on that projection? Let me know down in the comments. And if you think that it's way over, give me a win total down there. Uh, Or just tell me that I'm handsome. Whatever, I don't care. Just leave a comment. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) But let's talk a little bit, just briefly, about what to expect with the start of spring training games. Um, Off in the distance, we're going to talk about uh, this, you know, when it happens, obviously. But on Tuesday, Shintaro Fujinami is going to be making his A's debut. I was going to say his big league debut, but it's his spring training debut. Anyways, uh, he's going to be making making his A's debut for the A's on Tuesday against the Angels, pitching against Shohei Otani. And uh, that is very exciting that is the opening day matchup that i would like to see honestly i i want to see those two pitch against each other as often as possible because sounds like fun why not um also the media is going to be in a frenzy if that does happen on opening day there's already going to be way more media there than than usual uh, whenever either of them pitches but if they pitch against each other oh man circus uh, so I'm excited about that. Tuesday is going to be fun. We're going to talk all about that for either Tuesday or Wednesday's episode. We'll see how uh, scheduling happens. Uh, also, speaking of scheduling, uh, this is actually my, my Thursday episode uh, or the fourth episode of the week. I'm hoping to get another one recorded tomorrow after the first spring training game that the A's play because uh, I feel like that would be fun. So uh, it depends on if I can watch it because I'm watching The Kid uh, during that time. So th- it depends on if he needs to watch Miss <laughs> uh, watch Miss Rachel or not. And then uh, also some other stuff. Uh, also, if I have time to record after that, that's the other stuff. Um, and then, uh, if I do get to, we get to talk about J.P. Sears and Freddie Tarnock. How did they look? Uh, I mean, we've seen J.P. Sears in the past, but how did he do? What was he throwing? What I want to know more stuff about him. And Freddie Tarnock, I just want to see him pitch, because uh, apparently he can be a reliever like now. So I want to know more about that. And we'll, we'll talk about that if I get to record tomorrow. So we'll talk about all of the takeaways from that game. They're going to be playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they're going to be playing in, uh, at, in Mesa, where the A's play. So that's good, because, yay, uh, you like home games. But also, I like it when teams play at Salt River Field, because um, then you get stack cast data. And so I, I really like it when the A's play either the Rockies or the Diamondbacks at Salt River Fields, because there's more data involved. Um, but <laughs> I'm just excited about baseball season being back. And I was thinking about it. I, I was watching the the Mariners and Padres game with the kiddo, and pitch clock, so far, looked great. Loved it. Uh, both games that were on took two and a half hours. It's great. Um, also... He just still likes baseball, and uh, that was something that really brought joy to my heart when he was a three-month-old last year, is uh, he would sit still and watch baseball, and that made me so happy. So hopefully, he still does that now. Um, I think that he likes the color green and like grass. I think that that's what it is. Uh, so that that brings joy to my heart as well. But um, I, I was also thinking about how there's really not that long in between like the World Series and then when spring training game starts, like a couple of months, like three months, and there's a holiday involved. If you look at it like that, there's not like that long in between. I know that we have like six weeks left until the actual season starts, but it's not that bad. Maybe it's only four at this point. I don't know. I'm not looking at calendars every day. I'm busy. Uh, But it's not that long, and I thoroughly enjoy that about baseball. It is all the time. And that is one of the things that brings me joy about baseball. Now it might even be a little bit shorter, which is even cooler. Kind of. I think, How, what do you guys think about the pitch clock? Let me know down in the comments. Cause I think that I'm for it right now. I think I'm for it. It seems kind of cool. Um, it's going to keep the action moving along. And I enjoy that. And I, I think that, you know, may, maybe it's because it's spring training and the A's have not done anything to disappoint me yet besides trade everybody. Um, but I'm excited about the A's this year. I don't think that they're going to be awful, so that's good. Um, I had fun watching them most of last year, too. June sucked. June was awful. But other than June, not bad. I had fun in September. September was a good time. It was the end of the ride. You got to see some guys coming up, see some guys doing well. I enjoyed seeing that part, the A's future, on the field. That was fun. That's what spring training is all about. So uh, I, I'm just excited about spring training games. Um, Again, leave a comment down below, but who are you most excited to watch in spring training? Is it Tyler Soderstrom? Because he can just mash baseballs all over the field. Is it Ken Wadlachuk? Is it Mason Miller? Who do you want to see? Also, it could be like Ramon Laureano too, because uh, he hasn't played a ton uh, in of late, And you want to see him bounce back. Or you want to see Christian Pache draw more walks, because... That's what uh, A's coaches want to see more of from him is more walks. <laughs> I talked about that in that piece that I mentioned earlier at sa.com slash MLE slash athletics. Um, so th- th- there's a lot. There's just a lot. I'm excited about baseball and just in general, but I haven't really been paying attention to other teams. I'm, I have been paid attention to the A's and hopefully they stick around because I'm investing so much time right now into this. This maybe be 80-win team. Hey, we'll see. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, the prospect lists are out. I'm I'm excited about everybody on the prospect list. Ken Waldachuk, he's great at tunneling. Uh, go go back two episodes, watch the Ken Waldachuk tunneling episode, and uh, learn some stuff. Because tunneling, as I said yesterday in the Kyle Muller episode, uh, tunneling is the difference between being a, a, a Cy Young winner and the league average pitcher. So if you don't think you like tunneling, maybe you do. Maybe you should. That's tunneling for you. Become a Cy Young. Tunneling. <laughs> that, should, that should be a movie. Become a Cy Young, colon, tunneling. Um, anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. It's Friday, but I'm having fun. I'm goofy. It's Friday. Uh, that's it for me today. So until next time, go out and celebrate Good Times Day as fans. And I will talk at you, hopefully, tomorrow.